Welcome once again to another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me is my co-host Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. How you doing? Um, I'm okay. I, I've been better. I've, I've just come from uh, uh, old mates of the show will know um, about uh, my auditions of the past. I've just come from an audition. So, yep. So yep. what was and the product today? Because um, in the past you've done pies. Yep. I've tried. You mean I've tried for pies? You've tried for pies. You've tried for Telstra. Was one of them Telstra? Um, we had to do a funny dance. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep track of all my failures. I'm not sure. There's, there's, a, lot. there's a lot. Well, let's introduce our guest today because this will tie in beautifully with what uh, our guest is now into. Uh, Failure. No! <laughs> yeah. No, you're yes. right, though. I love the topic of failure. Who are you? Stories. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just failure at all. By. Well, you may know her from the 7pm project from uh, Good News Week. She's written a book, All That Happened at Number 26, and you can currently see her on Channel 7's Winners and Losers. It's Ooh. Denise Scott. Yay! Yay. Hello there. Very Thank exciting. you for having me. Thank you for the being dumb, here. The Dumb Dumb Club. Yeah. Not failure, acting, I mean. Because yeah. I wanted to ask you about coming from comedy into acting. Um, how do you do it? Because I'm not very good at it. Do you feel oh, comfortable dear. with it? No. That you would even begin to compare yourself to Denise. <laughs> no, no, I in think either that's realm. fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's an odd thing, isn't it? Because when, uh, for, in my era, stand-up comedy didn't really exist when I was like in my 20s. I mean, yeah. it wasn't really around in Australia. So I, um, or for women anyway, so I just imagined I was going to become an actress. Right. You know, as you do. But I had absolutely no idea in the world how you went about achieving that goal. So I became a school teacher. And, you know, <laughs> now I would say that, that's probably not the best way. No, that's, no. That's it's not a gateway not. drug to acting, I wouldn't have thought. And in then I era. went into clowning. Really? Full on proper clowning. In fact, that's where I met my partner, John. In a I've mini been, car, in, in a little car. In a little car honking our horns. <laughs> and But um, with uh, acting... I had my last true acting gig. This is what I mean about, well, lack of success. Well, right. Shall we call it that rather than failure? Where, lack of success before you where, mega success now. Okay. There was, I did um, a, a film on SBS, which was actually very good. It was a very good film called Piccolo Mondo. And, uh, and, and people said, this is, you're going to get an acting career out of this. And 20 years later, I got the call for my next gig, which was Winners and Losers. I also, just on failure, because I do enjoy stories of failure so much more than stories of success. I was on the right show then. On, yeah. Yeah. You like the losers was, more than the winners. I was on Neighbours. I got um, a part on Neighbours and uh, being Toadie's auntie. Oh, oh except clang. that, you know, it was it was just a short period of time, a couple of weeks or something, I arrived for an episode. And then next thing I was watching it one day and there's Toadie's auntie oh. back <gasps> and it ain't me. Really? Not me. So obviously I didn't do a good job. Now, how have they gone about it? Have they sort of tried to get someone who looks no, similar? No, or totally, just... totally, totally different. Doctor Who style where she's just regenerated? Yeah, yeah regenerated. Because <laughs> they've replaced so, an actor who's on there now and they haven't even made him go away and then come back, which I imagine would have been the case with your character. Oh. This guy was just overnight, suddenly he looks completely mm. different. There were three Lucy Robinsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that's, an, that's yeah, acting. And, <laughs> and just on that, with um, Winners and Losers, in fact, because the, it's produced by Marianne Carroll, who was, you know, part of comedy festival and part of the comedy scene. And so she knew me. You've got to get someone who knows you. And she was the one who put me up for the audition and wanted me to get the part. And But I went back for four auditions and in the end, um, you know, my agent rang and said, look, they still want to audition you but, you know, they're just not sure, you know, that you can, you know, and I added in the word act. Is that the problem? And, but you and know so, what they were trying to do? They were trying to choose between the two toady aunties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You named a toadfish and, at this point. So. And, and then, so you, I, I said, well, the truth is I don't know how to do this and I've got a tip for you. Oh, good. This is a great tip and it's stand-up comics are very, very bad at looking people in the eye. Right. Because yeah. like, you don't do it. You look out at an audience and yep. you don't have, Into the distance. Actors eyeball 
the person they're talking to and they don't that they maintain that look and that you know who I learned it from who Alan Bro uh-huh. who's on Spicks and Specs of course He's done a lot of acting. So I got him to come over to my house and, and run me through you. and acting. And exactly. And that's not easy because he's six foot five. Right. <laughs> I'm five foot two. And he, he played the role. I don't know if you've seen Winners and Losers, but he yes. played the role of my daughter, Jenny. Hang on. In the audition, oh, in right. the audition oh, scenes, right. he was playing the role of my daughter. I was going to say, because I could see, you know, how you would change over with that other actress, yeah. Cody's auntie. I could see how they would have changed Ellen Pro's role. But anyway. Anyway, so, and and truly, he said, do not look away from me. And I found that very awkward. But I went into that audition and just eyeballed <laughs> the person who was reading. I, and I got the gig, Bang. Carl. That's oh, all I'm go. saying. Eye contact. What well, did, what yeah, did you audition for? Or is this going to be an awkward yeah. moment where we find out that you've auditioned for the role of the mum on Winners and Losers? <laughs> <laughs> no, for the th- Toadie's third auntie. Uh, I auditioned. This is the weird thing because sometimes uh, I guess uh, – I think casting agents just pluck faces out of the comedy festival guide sometimes. Yes. I, I do a lot oh. of stuff like stupid – like comedy-ish role sort of thing where they just pluck my name out because it's got comedy at the side yeah. of my name. So today I went in for something and then I found I actually read up on the uh, the the show. It's a new show and what it's going to be is um, like a detective serial for the ABC, <laughs> a serious murder mystery thing. I'm like, why am I? Why am I going in to do this? So, so you're going to be the new Inspector Rex? Yeah, exactly. Is that what you're auditioning for? I'm some. I was supposed to be some Nordic. Uh, person that lives in Richmond in the fifties. I don't know how. So that did you works. have to have an accent? Well, it oh. said Nordic, but then all the all the all the dialogue was like, "Who's this bloody whacker over here?" And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how I can put that in like a Swiss accent or a Norway accent or whatever Nordic even means. I didn't even bother looking it up. So did I, you? Uh, did, so did you give it the accent or not? I didn't because oh. I looked at the dialogue and it said. Look at this bloke. This bloke's a dickhead, and I'm like, oh, well, how do you? No one else in the world talks like that. Like you were, can't, you, were you eyeballing them? I wasn't. And oh, as soon as you well, said that, I thought, that is a massive mistake. Yeah, yeah eyeballing yeah. is the answer. And the other thing, you know, because I watch these actors in Winners and Losers and they're, they're just, they, they just go for it. Like, you know, you want tears? Yeah. Sure, here are the tears. And I was petrified because I said to Marianne Carroll, as long as, you know, you're not expecting me to ever really act in the show. Yeah. I'll be fine. Like, come on, <laughs> let's face it. And she was like, oh, oh, she said, well, there might be a time when you have to, you know, and I'm like, what? And she said, like, cry. And I'm like, no. I said, that, that no, I, that will not happen. <laughs> and this is absolutely true. My, um, one of the times I had to tear up happened to be the day my mother in real life died. She had died that morning and I was with my mum when she died. Went off to filming. Can you believe That's just the sort of mad thing you do. Anyway, went off to filming. And uh, even then they said, can you tear up a bit? I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> now, of all days, if you can't work yourself into oh a slight God. squeeze out here. But they have these marvellous... Um, a marvellous thing called the tear stick. Oh, oh really? Oh, they just hit you with it. Fabulous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Cry, you robot! <laughs> <laughs> and they just waft this thing under your eyes. Oh. And they tear up. Is it a bit of well, like um, onion juice um, kind it's, of stuff? It's, uh, is it eucalyptus? Um, oh, it makes you cry. Mental- it's not just spritzing you in the face. No, no, not- it tears you up. You get tears happening. Right. It's not just a tiny hose that yeah, they put yeah, over your face. Yeah, So then I took one to mum's funeral. That worked well. Oh. I didn't. But I, <laughs> That's some good acting because you had me there. That's yeah. good. No, but I, I did, um, yeah, so there's there are things you can use. Wow. I thought you were going to say when, when you said to them, I hope you don't expect me to act, like that they then have to like trick you into acting on the show. You just think that you're like living your normal life, yes. that your kids have had some friends around or whatever, and there's like cameras planted all over the house, <laughs> Big Brother style. Oh, well, this is, so this is the frustrating thing. When I get called in for these things, I don't particularly like the process. I mean, no one likes auditions, but especially acting, it's not something that I feel very comfortable with. Mm. It's not something that I believe I can do well. So when I get called in for these things, I'm like... 
It's like yeah. it's like a girl that I'm not very interested in asking me out on a date because I'm like, well, that's nice to feel wanted, you know? Yes, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go. Like, it's nice for, that someone wants me to do that. So then I go, and then essentially I go on this date, and then five minutes in, the girl goes, no, I'm not really into you. See ya. And I get dumped by someone I didn't even want to be with to start with. <laughs> yeah, it's an excruciating thing, especially if you're not, if you don't know how to do it. No. And you got to start taking your leaf out of my book, just not getting asked to them. Yeah, uh, well. certainly makes so you've it a never, lot easier. Yeah, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> I have, I have, just not not for a little while actually. I, I did a I did a few there a couple of years ago, and I'm just just dropped off the radar. Not not, not naughty sound, enough. Not to sound desperate, but please, <laughs> someone give me a call. <laughs> yes, just, just to be able to say to Mum, I'm going to an audition, just to feel like I'm doing something. Well, hey, it took me till I was 55. No, you know, I'm, I'm so hang in there. I'm 57. <laughs> Maybe Denise can get you in as one of the losers oh, on the show. Ooh, okay. Oh, ouch. Okay. Ouch, ouch. Uh, Maybe we'll, I, mm, no. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so you, I find that interesting that you uh, that you got into uh, stand up through wanting to be an actor because it seems like you you know you've got a lot of strings to your bow, so to speak. And I mean, you've written a book. I which think is... you have to have in this country, in this mm. brown land of forsakenness where like there just are not enough gigs and there aren't and there's not a a much of a there's not too many have a career path that just keeps going and going unless you're someone like Carl Barron you've sort of got to do yeah eight different things yeah yeah and there's very few of those Carl Barron people so what would you say? What would you say? Thank is, God there's, for one us. Of, there's one of yeah. them. Well, I, I, so I, there's I, only one. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you're right. But so I have found because I don't like. Um, I've never. I suppose it's that. Mm, I've never really felt like I'm good enough at any one thing. So I kind of have to keep having a crack at something else. Sure. But what would you, what would you say is your favourite of of the of the mediums mm. that you're sort of known for? In in fantasy land, writing. I love the the idea of being at home and spending you know five hours a day writing and a bit of gardening. And I, a lovely. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Four and a half hours. The of reality. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we've got to talk about Facebook. I've seen later. you plenty of on Facebook. Like I people have, have a go at me I, for Facebook, but I've seen you yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. I there. got hooked on it, and, and Facebook <laughs> is great. I th- I was totally into Facebook as long as it's positive. Right. Once it turns negative, Have once you, heard... you get a barrage of hate on your you it's it's like I've decided I I cannot deal with that and I don't want to risk it happening again. So I'm currently it's taking me some time but I'm currently shutting down my Facebook page. Ooh. And because I really it, it it's like there's 3000 people on it. And as I say, it's it's all happy enough, but then when it gets ugly, which it has, it's horrible. And 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 it's your page, and you've got people wanting your death. So you're not on there for like as a personal page. Like you'll you'll let anyone in. Like on, I, be your friend. Well, on when Facebook. I started, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> and so I had an official page, which is you know. So that I, it's an official page. Your fan page or whatever. That people like, particularly. But at the same time, I'd set up my own page and then I kind of didn't know what to do because no one went to my official page. It was everyone coming to the normal page. So I just thought, oh, well, I'll make this the public page. Yeah. I won't make it personal. So you, then you've got 3,000 people talking about what they're having on their sandwich for lunch or whatever. And it's, <laughs> Someone and, over here is very guilty of that. And, and that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. I don't do it on other people's pages, though. I'm go, hey, Denise, good. just thought you'd like to know. It's chicken and <laughs> lettuce today. But I've really got burnt badly. And so, um, and so during Comedy Festival, when one of my jokes offended people. So this was a joke on the gala? Yeah, on yep. the television gala. The onslaught, it was it was like, I can only describe it being kicked in the guts over and over and over again. And it's something I'd found always a delightful place to visit. Yep. Was now the total enemy. And, and suddenly you're and, wishing that someone would get on there and tell you about their life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had John, my partner, monitor my own personal page. I had my manager monitor the official page. Until that stuff finally disappeared, and 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 then, and then I thought, right, well, I can't, 
I just don't want to be open to that anymore. This has gone terribly serious. <laughs> no, that's but, fine. It's interesting. But it's, it's, it's like um, it's an interesting place, Facebook. I, I would urge you, just hearing your experiences with it, I would urge you, based on what you've said, for the love of God, stay away from Twitter. Oh, this is it. This <laughs> that, is it. I, well I, I haven't got a thick enough skin for anything. So, you know, and in fact, even though I talk a lot about my private life on stage and, and within a book, mm. actually, once you've got, that's me talking about it. Yeah. Once you've got all these people who don't know you talking about you mm. and what you should have done, what a cow you are, yep. what a, well, you know, I don't know how much swearing you can do, but what a fucking cunt who should die you are. <laughs> um, you know, it's that that's probably sort of, just the right amount. That's yeah, probably enough. <laughs> probably got, but, you know, it's, it's like, wow, hang on, this is my page. How yeah. come you're all arguing about me and how I live my life and none of you have met me and... Anyway. Well, we've talked about this sort of stuff on the show before, but it is... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, not, oh, I'm not saying that. Oh, could you no. do something original? <laughs> yeah. put, put it on her wall, Dasselow. God. No, that, like, I've, no, I'm only addressing it because I feel like I'm about to say something I've said before, but it, for me, I feel like with that stuff when people do that, it's like, if you don't like something, just say nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just stay away from it's it if you're not lesson. into it. You don't need to... You don't need to get – it's that the people feel connected and they feel like, oh, I'm friends with Denise Scott, yeah. so I'm just saying this as a mate. And, of course – You're that... a cow. Go and kill yourself. <laughs> We're mates. Just giving you a bit of friendly feedback. I'm glad you just said cow. Cow. Not the yeah. other bit. No, you reminded me. Cows at one that you, you, don't, you don't – I don't really hear cow anymore. No. That's a – what a cow. You're bringing it back. I'm, yeah. I'm going to well, bring it back. You're talking about Twitter. Here's, here's something that I did uh, yesterday. I was booked in to do a private sort of a gig. You had a busy – oh, yesterday was not the audience. Do, today was, today the, was the audition. Day. Yesterday I had two gigs. One of the gigs was oh, I think show he's bragging. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really a business. <laughs> Funny story. I've had quite a lot of success lately. Anyway, what else? <laughs> <laughs> no. Now I did a gig yesterday, uh, and it was part of the Emerging Writers Festival that's yes, on in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah. And uh, there was a, like this private thing that this person booked me for. Uh, it was something to do with Twitter, something to do with the yeah. experience the, uh, of Twitter on writing and stuff. Anyway, as far as I knew it was a meetup of all these twi- tw- tweeters or whatever you call yeah. it, and I was to provide the entertainment for f- 15 minutes because I did a show on the festival about Twitter. Of course you did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not saying that. Of course that in- you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did, young man. No, but I, I know that. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Well, so, I didn't go and see it. No. But, well, you know, I know about Why it. would you? <laughs> um, so... I uh, went along to do this gig. Having said that, most of my show about Twitter, most of the, the, the Twitter stuff that I talked about, I had visuals and audio visuals and stuff of. So I went along and what I had instead of a projector screen or instead of a CD player or instead of anything good was I was put on a box in the foyer uh, of the uh, Fed Square in a oh. thoroughfare where they were booking tickets about five feet away. And I was given like a little amp, like, well, I stood on a box, I had a little portable amp and a tiny little mic that came out of it. It looked like I was about to say, $6.99 for bananas, guys. That's what it looked like. It looked like I was at the front of a greengrocer. So then they, the, the gig, let's call it the gig started, about 12 people rocked yeah, up, yeah. stood around me like two feet from me. And as soon as I started talking, they all got their phones out and started tweeting. So when I started my gig... I didn't have one face that I, I couldn't even take your tip and look at people in the face. They were all on their phones, which was horrible because it's, it's, it felt like they weren't heckling. They weren't brave enough to heckle out loud. They were just going, this guy is shithouse hashtag bad comedian. And I would, it was like a time capsule of heckling. So I wouldn't even see it until I got home. Oh. They were getting on facebook.com slash Denise Scott and going, I've seen you, <laughs> yeah. mate, Chandler, you shithouse. You know, that reminds me at your comedy room. At the spleen, that's the yes. No, was it the Monday the, or the, the soft the, belly on the Thursday? The soft belly, the, the the one in the little laneway. Yes, uh, uh, soft belly in soft Little Burke Street. There's a lot of ads um, for Carl's success so far. Yeah, yeah there are. Yeah. We're getting around to yeah. you. Don't you worry, <laughs> it's going to be but a pretty quiet corner. <laughs> I was sitting in the audience, waiting to go on, and I don't know who was on. Before. I think it was Lawrence Mooney yep. was performing, and he was doing great. It was nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with the gig. He was. Hilarious. Everybody was loving him. And I saw this girl get out her phone and start, I guess, checking whatever. And then I saw the person, sort of three people up from her, sort of notice that and get out 
their phone and then it seemed to be like a virus where <laughs> as people saw, it was like, oh, shit, yes, I almost forgot I've got a phone to check. <laughs> I almost forgot because, to not pay attention to this. Yeah, and I asked them at the break, I said, you know, how? because I, I just was really fascinated. And she said, oh, I just can't go more than 20 minutes without checking my phone. Like she was loving Lawrence. But and then the the guys further along are like, Yeah, yeah, when we saw her looking, yeah, we thought, Oh, we better check see if <laughs> oh. we've got But there's really anything of importance, is there? Well it was no. ridiculous yesterday literally this is literally true. I was looking at twelve heads that were all down. They were laughing, but they weren't looking at me at any stage. It was the worst it was the weirdest and the only people who actually verbally heckled me were the organizers, which was nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> to put the effort in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were the only people that were saying anything and they were uh, razzing me right up. So. You're right though, Denise. Like I I'm I'm a bit the same with that where my girlfriend gets angry at me because I'm always checking my phone mm. and, and I'm like, you know, Facebook is open, you know, whenever I'm doing work at home. But then if I step back from the moment, I go, nothing ever happens on there. Nothing no. ever happens on either of them. I'm addicted to having to check it every five minutes. But it never a moment goes past where I go, oh, thank God I checked that because I just found out something great. But isn't this part, and it, you'll just cut this out if you've already been through this, but isn't that part of the appeal of it? That one day something amazing is, might happen. Is that what yeah. we're all doing? Right? I think yeah. so. It's like, or or you, I think it's also become. Um, it's like this is what being a, religious it must be like. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, it's, just it's, waiting for it to all happen. <laughs> and it's a way of, I think now, because that's what I use it for, and I think um, is to get validation. So you're going on hoping someone, for some reason, is going to tell you you are the most amazing person on the planet. <laughs> that doesn't happen either. But you sort of, well, where else do you go? Yeah, for validation. <laughs> yeah. But your well, own computer. Yeah. Well, we um we we often uh, remark on what uh, the new comments on iTunes that we get. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll have that, won't you? Uh yeah, there was a good one um uh, today that I read. I wasn't going to bring up, but now that you've gotten to it. What do you reckon? What do you reckon about this as a review? Uh, it said, "This is loading." Okay, here we go. So, good review. He's into it, and then in a review, by the way, uh, gave you four stars because I think we both know where there's room for improvement. Now, what was the first? <laughs> what was the opening of that review? The opening review. Oh, so I see what's going on here. You've read it before. I've read it before. You've checked it before. All right, Carl. Okay. G'day, dickheads. Love the guests and the chat. Yep. Stop. Carl's voice is kind of sexy. Yes, go on. And Tommy, I'm sure it wouldn't take much therapy to sound like an actual dude. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah, you got what you wanted? I did, very you much with so. That? I now, did. that's Denise laughing, by the way, for anyone that's not me. Oh, now I'm because I, Yeah, that, again, that's Denise, not me, because I know we have a recurring thing of people writing in and thinking that I'm a lady. On the on the on the airwaves. Really? Yeah. I'm going to close my eyes. Just talk to me, Tommy. Um, okay, I'll read out the rest. Because I would have listened to the podcast, but I don't know how to do podcast <laughs> listening. That's fine. That's fine. Well, no I'm one... 56. You know, to, I don't know how to do. Po- anyway, you. I'm closing. It's not my like eyes. one of those mobile phone rings where it's, oh, you can only hear voice. it when you're 20. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'll read the end of the review. Thanks for na- making an hour of fun in my otherwise boring two-hour drive to work each week. I suppose. Ah, oh. oh, good. No, no. Well, he, he, but a very husky. Yeah, a manly um, woman. Hard yeah, living. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. People, people a tough thought, chick. People thought lesbian. A lot of people said lesbian. Uh, no, I think you'd be a straight woman. Not okay. Not. Okay. Here's another one I like. I was disappointed that Tommy is not a lesbian. It's not too late, though, Tommy. You can change things. Oh, good. I'm glad it's not so you too don't, late. Well, that's, you only have to change your gender, not your sexuality. So that's, that's nice of him to offer that up. True. The thing I liked about this, though, is, yeah, four stars because I think we both know where there's room for improvement. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, um, well, obviously your voice. Oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> Tommy's got a great voice. I, I like you. his voice. Thank you. I do, um, you know, can't do anything about it. I like this one, though. These guys continue to develop their rapport together. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they are actually holding hands under the table. Oh. See, that's oh, nice. Wow, that is yeah. nice. So you don't have to be slanderous. This is like this. See, this yeah. is like our equivalent of your Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's happy. Yeah. It's ha- it's nice. Yeah. And it's, it's like an it's like an audio picnic. I think. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, here's something else that happened over the weekend. Uh, my parents had are selling their house at the moment. Oh. And the auction was on Saturday. Oh. Auction oh, this is of exciting. Childhood, childhood home. home. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is something. It was pretty ex- so This is this is a, a big step into adulthood for you, I'd say. Like this is a big something important. But see, that's the weird thing is that I like I because we, we talked about it on the show uh, when my parents were thinking about selling it uh, uh, quite some a little while ago now. And uh, you, you know, I think we it was when we had Pete Hellier in here, and he was sort of saying, "Oh right, yeah." Do you feel you know a bit sad about that? And people have been saying that to me. And to be honest, I kind of don't. Like, I started to feel a bit sad because just because so many people were saying that to me. But I can't. I don't know. Is that is that weird that I sort of don't care? Maybe, maybe it's I'll... like a maybe it's like a breakup where at the time when you break up with a girl, you're like, "Yeah, who cares? Hit the road. Don't let the doorknob hit you in the ass on the way out." Yeah. And then after a couple of weeks, you go, "Oh, actually, she was the love of my life." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I will start to. I mean, when I'm packing stuff up, yeah. maybe I'll so start to. So it's sold. It's well, it's sold eventually. But the thing was, so first of all, uh, I, I turned up. I got there as the auction was starting, and I w- watched from out the front. So I, I turned up with my girlfriend, which is funny because it's you know it's a family home and they're selling it. It's in the suburb of Malvern. So I come around the corner with were my you, girlfriend. Were you thinking about putting in a in a bit? Well, that was <laughs> a funny thing because I come around the corner. And I've just seen sort of everyone who was already there turn and look at me and my girlfriend and think, <laughs> oh, these young upstarts. Look at these yeah. 20 somethings think they're going to splat, probably got some money from daddy to splash <laughs> on a nice house in the <laughs> suburbs. But then it was this weird thing where no one bid. So the, the, the auctioneer's there, he's, he's, he's sort of gone pretty hard at it and sort of getting nothing for it. And that, there's a weird sort of sense of, you know, kind of pride in that of like going of like, cause no one there knows that it's the house I grew up in yep. and I'm looking around just going, what's wrong with you? <laughs> fine. What is it not good enough yeah. for you? Don't it's you know got- how many lonely tears have been shed in that upstairs bedroom? It's got a pool. Yeah. 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 God. There is a, you know, if you get on iTunes, you'll find some reviews that, uh, you know, one half of, of iTunes is the little dum-dum club yeah. grew up in this house. Yeah. Um, the, the, my name was changed in those very walls. <laughs> but no, they have sold the house. They uh, it, it passed in and then a guy made an offer. Oh. A dude made an offer on Sunday. So it's all done. That's and are it. they going to stay in Melbourne? Or? They, I think their long-term plan is they want to move uh, kind of Mornington way. Ah. I think they might get a place in the city. Uh, and you're sort of egging them on to get a, a much smaller place to uh, the rest of it goes in the kitty for the little inheritance? That's is that, it. Is that it? That's it. And then a mysterious boating accident <laughs> just off the peninsula. Very, very mysterious if they're staying in the city and they get, <laughs> they get killed by a boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's it. Yeah, that's – that's. but it is a weird thing, like watching, watching a, you know, not a huge crowd but a crowd of people – Look at the house that you grew up in and you've got all these memories and just look at them all there going, nah, oh, nah, yeah. no good. Yeah, uh, it's, it, yeah. I think so. No. See, I, the house I grew up in, um, in Greensboro, when my mum went into a dementia unit, we had to sell it because you have to pay a bond for the unit. So you basically have to sell the house to pay the bond and for the dementia home. And I couldn't believe, because that was the only house I'd lived in as a kid, and my mum had been in it like 50 years or something. And I packed it up like just with such ease. And right. it, but it, and really it was like, no, it was time to let it go and it, nothing. But my kids are absolutely terrified at the thought that we'll sell our house. Oh, like really? they can't stand it. You even mention, oh, maybe it's time to – no, you couldn't possibly – they absolutely feel – Yep. This incredible attachment I to the house. I can see like, that. I can see passion. that. For sure. Well, I mean, the one pang of that kind of thought that I have had is I did realise that, you know, if for whatever reason, you know, when you leave home for a bit, if you need to, you know, if you need to move back to save money or whatever, yeah. there's there's moving back home for a bit. But then if your parents have moved somewhere else, you're yeah. not going back home, you're moving in with your parents, which yes. is kind of, yeah. is that sadder? I guess that's a sadder thing, you know. This is a concept, though, that I don't think, I'm pointing my finger now. <laughs> See, I think that's a, a weird thing for your generation because my generation, right, mm-hmm. baby boomers, whenever we went back to even our the home we grew up in, it was our parents' home we moved in and abided by the way they lived. Right. See, my kids come and go all the time living at home, mm-hmm. moving away. They come back in and it's a share house. Right. It's like yeah. they take over rooms. They it, yeah. they they chill. They chill <laughs> right out. 
See, and I classic can amaze by fighting, classic artists fighting family. for time on the computer on yeah. Facebook because their mums are blocking yeah. it all up. <laughs> so if you auction, if you did sell the house, well, that, it would sort of be like what Tommy's saying. You know, you could. You could maybe have the auction board out and have as as read in. It'll happen <laughs> hey, yeah. at. No. I'm not going to say. Well, you 41. know uh, when because the the book I wrote, all that happened at number twenty six, is about the house, and we've only John and I have only ever bought one house, and it's the one our kids grew up in. And we still live in, and when the book came out, we got. Um, a letter from the real estate agent who sold us the house. Oh, really? Just saying, you know, it's me and I remember selling you the house. And Oh, well. Are you interested in selling it? Because we need homes in that. But he did, yeah. So that was just, yeah, that was just all a, a waste of time getting to the... Do you want to sell your house? Yeah, he probably mm. he probably sent the same letter out to everyone yes. in the street. Just chop that first paragraph personal. off the top. Yeah. yeah, that could be like, um, you know, if you're auctioning the house, you'd be like, "Mate, this house has been nominated for a Barry Award." Yeah, yeah. you know that. Yeah, do you do you know how many units this house has sold? <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, hey, uh, we I was going to mention this up the top, but uh, but we we got straight into it. Um, we. Uh, Carl and I, Denise, we drove to Canberra and back last week to oh, do a gig. Oh, four gigs. Yep. Yes. Six, 16-hour round trip to do one gig. Worth it. Um, <laughs> worth it, you, I you imagine. You decided if that's a waste of time or not. Um, yeah. It was nice just to get out on the open road and, uh, uh, you know, see the Edamoga <gasps> pub. And we had a very nice counter meal at a very at a, at a, at a pub in a time warp in yeah. uh, the middle of nowhere, wherever Holbrook. that was. Holbrook. Holbrook. New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Holbrook. We walk in it's one of those, you know how you, you, you have to go to bistros and stuff now? And you can only mm. get you know pub meals that are worth twenty bucks and stuff like this, just to get into a place where it's got the you know it's got the tote happening, it's got the bedding happening as soon as you walk in the door, and the footy tip on the wall, and just old unevolved people from the seventies. Yes, and, yeah, um, fabulous. Unevolved. Yeah, I well, like well, that. What, the guy, what did the guy say? What did the guy say as soon oh, as yeah, we walked in? Oh, that, yeah, this is a great thing where um, so the bartender's there and his mate who he'd been chatting to had clearly left to do something and he comes back, and so the bartender goes to him. Oh, I thought you'd uh, I thought you'd disappeared for the day, and then his mate says something like, oh, "I'd never leave you, sweetheart." And then the bartender goes, "Leave that caper out, caper, <laughs> <laughs> leave that caper out." And classic thing in the dining room that I hadn't, I, I think I've seen this before, but it's been years. Bit of getting your cutlery in the little plastic sleeve. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They oh. wash it and then they put it back in a little plastic thing, and you're sort of going. Oh. Why bother? You're not fooling me. I'm not thinking that you've just gone and bought this new yeah. and that you're just binning it as soon as Especially everyone's done with it. Especially since they were dirty when we got <laughs> they it. They were filthy. <laughs> they were filthy. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a good trip. I um, it just reminded me. Uh, this is a couple of years ago now on comedy on a comedy festival road show, walking into a pub. It was in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. A very small town, and it has a golf museum. That's all I know about it. <laughs> Hannah Gadsby talks about it a bit. Anyway, it's it's there's nothing there. Went into the pub, and uh, it was like a, walking into a gold rush painting or something. You know, <laughs> men with beards yeah. sitting there in the day, in the middle of the day, and looking at you. Very suspiciously. <laughs> I like how you're saying men with beards sitting there during the day. Like, what a mess. Yeah. Night time is there. Yeah. Yeah. How dare they? Hide your beards with the sun's out. <laughs> and so there was like about for Anyway, very cold sort of atmosphere. And then I walk up to the bar and the woman who was ran the pub mm-hmm. went lost her mind. Absolutely lost her mind. And she's like, oh, my God. God, I don't believe you're in my hotel and all the men are sort of looking interested. And she said, oh, I'm a big fan. She went on and on like I'm a big fan. I, I just can't believe it. Oh, my God, she's breathless. And, like, I've I've, I've loved you from the beginning of your career. Um, and, and these blokes with beards are sort of all, they're all right then. And then she's going, I've got everything you've ever done on video. Can I and, buy your house? No. <laughs> she said, I've got everything on, on video. And I went, oh, Okay, and then I went to pay for my drink, and she went, "No, don't worry about it. It's on the house, Shirley." Oh, and I went, "Shirley," and she went, "Yeah, aren't you Shirley, the bush poet?" And I went, "No." <laughs> and she went, "The one I met at the ca- I've never." She said, "The one I met at the camp oven festival <laughs> last year," and I went, "No, I'm not." And the devastation. <laughs> so anyway, well, it was better than what I thought. I thought she was going to say. 
aren't you Shirley Strawn? <laughs> aren't you well, in Skyhooks? Well, I did Google Shirley the Bush Poet. Mm, yeah, it doesn't do a lot to boost your morale. <laughs> anyway. But, but couldn't you say at least, no, but I am on the telly. Like, <laughs> no, I that can gave still have no, the free drink. That gave no comfort. I was on that SBS film. <laughs> I don't have any VHSs, BKS and DVDs. Um, well, here's why I bring up the trip to Canberra is because, you know, obviously uh, two days straight in each other's company, yeah. Carl and I had a lot of meals together yeah, on the road yeah, on the way yeah. out there. And I have noticed that you are the sort of person, you really make your wait staff work when they do come I? out to that. You do. You, uh, okay, I don't know if you're this kind of person. I'd feel uncomfortable with someone like that, Tommy. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Carl can't awkward. just look at a menu and go, I'll have the bacon and eggs. No. You know what he does? He does a bit of this gear. What would you recommend? Yes, yes. It's their restaurant. They should be recommending everything. Why yeah, are you well, making that's what them- I say. That's, they should know. It's their restaurant. I say, and I do try and make it clear. I say, I know that everything's good. But you tell me, what's the but best? But then here's another one that you do where they go, oh, well, I'm partial to the, the penne carbonara. And you go, I don't like pasta. <laughs> what I do. I, I have to admit, I do. There is a little bit of what would you recommend? Uh, meal A. I'll have meal B. It's, it seems like it does seem like that where, yeah, you've worked out what you want and then you're leading them around in this. Yeah. Like in a choose your own adventure book where you'd kind of skip to the back and find the ending <laughs> that you wanted and then you'd kind of like cheat your way through it. So I can't have pasta. Yeah. I can't have chicken. I don't want a sta- sandwich. Uh, the steak. Oh, well, if you say so, I'll get the steak. There, there is a little bit. I just, you know, I want to remove all doubt. I, I may have made up my mind, but I want to hear what they have to say it's first. It's fine, but I get weird eating with you because I <laughs> then I've just had this paranoia of like if you make it too difficult, then you're just going to get heaps of saliva in your food. That's what I do when mm-hmm. I eat out with you. I just a think, little bit of paranoia setting. It's going to be spit yeah. <laughs> central right up in oh, my food. I don't food. think I'm that bad. I think I'm just a you know a well educated diner. I just need to. Uh, I don't want to order blind. I don't want to have one of these horrible meals. You know, when you come back and you you envy the other person's meal, I that's want to fair. be happy. Okay, that's I fair. had a great meal the other night and we we'd we'd organized with friends to go to um charcoal lane which is <laughs> you're gonna say charcoal chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah which was great <laughs> we had that but you know it's an upmarket sort of gourmet restaurant but anyway booking it it's it, there was a stuff up so and we were trying we were going down smith street fitzroy all the groovy gourmet restaurants that have opened up there mm-hmm. and all all full you can't get in any of the groovy places and then we come across um uh mama victoria's which is an Italian, been there forever, been there for absolutely ever, big, almost empty. And uh, so we go in and, man, you know, like I'd forgotten how good butter and salt <laughs> and oil, fantastic yeah, and cream, yeah. like no politically correct food, no, no holding back on the portion sizes. Great. Oh, I, I'm still – and. Where's what's happened to the word Mornay in contemporary <laughs> in contemporary di- what's, I don't Mornay, even know what that is. Mornay, everything used to be Mornay and uh, it's cheese and cream sauce. Oh my god. Oh, so is that it's like, like bechamel? Is that similar it, to that? It's, it's similar but it's it's Mornay. We had scallops Mornay. Oh wow. And so this pan comes out just and so the scallops are sizzling in butter and Double cream and and then they give you big fat slices of white bread to dip into the yep. Mornay yep. sauce. Oh, God, I loved it. Again, I was and of course, really happy. And you know, hey, I am overweight and got a heart <laughs> problem. I have, but oh man, it, that brought me so much happiness. Again, obsessing about food. Are you sure you haven't listened to this show before? Uh-huh. Because that's a good ninety percent of what happens. But, and, oh, and, and really? And you of, talk about food. I talk about and, food a lot. Oh, but everyone talks about food. It's God, such a big thing. part of life. Yeah. And they wouldn't have charged you at the restaurant. Obviously, they would have said, "Slim Dusty, your, your money's yeah. no good here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. They said no, no. But oh, it was so fabulous. I'm still sort of salivating. Yeah, I'm, I like that. Oh, yeah. Tell me, what's the name of it again? Mama Vittoria's. Mama Vittoria. We should go there. And it's, yeah. you know, it's classic. Like it's, got the gingham, it's got the gingham oh, tablecloths and the little candle yes. on each table and an open fire. See, yeah. I'm, I'm not really one for fine dining. Oh, as you'll know like, if you've I, heard me talk on this show before. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I, and I've got, a, I've got a couple of mates in particular who are mad for it. Me and so, too. Possibly, yeah. well, not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you probably met at the same party <laughs> five years ago. Do, your, do, do, yours do, uh, do your friends do the thing where, because, uh, yeah, my mates who are obsessed with it, 
any when their birthday rocks around, that we're going out for dinner to this super expensive yes. ritzy joint, which you know then you're throwing down eighty bucks for a meal that you in tiny portions. And every time I've, we've done it, I've ended up having to get KFC on the way home because I'm still hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of money tiny, for food, it doesn't fill you up. Tiny portions, and then. The wine, because I love wine, mm. and but at like eighty bucks a bottle, and that's the the basic price. You you you're aware that you're not going to just throw it back. Yeah, that upsets me too. <laughs> I, I love um, plain sort of. Well, when I say plain food, comfort food. So, yeah, I love it. Love it. I I don't like fine dining much. What's either. your oh, What's oh. your specialty? What's your specialty? Around the house. Oh, around the house. We're bi- I'm, I'm really love, I love cooking. And so I've just got into, because I was, well, was, I like the way I use the past tense, <laughs> overweight, still am. But, and I've really tried to lose some weight. Okay. So I've gone on a bit of a, um, I've got into salads, which never really turned me on before, but I've got really into salads and, um, you know, just grilled Chicken or steak or something like that. Oh yeah. Since winter though, casserole. Oh yeah, yeah. <gasps> um, I love it, and because I'm home riding at the moment, I you know I go out about three o'clock because we've got shops, a fantastic shopping centre just near us. I go to the village oh. <laughs> and to get my food supplies and make you know like a chicken and chicken and pea and. Uh, Mushroom and bacon casserole. Winter is particularly hard. Did I to go kind all of... sexual? That, you that did. Was a... yeah, I was going to say much. We're going to get lettuce. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I'd, I felt like I should have had to pay ten ninety five a minute for that yeah. bit of dialogue. So, someone's going to someone's going to write in and say, oh, "I really like that woman's voice." No, no, not the lesbian, the sexy woman. So, what about you? Where's your favourite place to eat, Tommy? It's my favourite place to eat. Um, I'm fond of a good counter meal. Uh, mm. Yeah, the way the, actually the Waiters Club is one of my favourites. I was actually more going to ask you, Carl. What's you do? You, do you cook? What do you cook? Oh, I, I've got my basics that I cook. I like to cook uh, what a good steak, yeah, good curry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to do curry. No. Hey, I don't know how to do curry. I just do simple, you know, like you know, you, you buy the curry a paste. You buy a bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough too. Yeah. Um, yeah, curry, what, curry, a good, you know, pasta. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, what else? Uh, occasionally fish, but then it'll stink out the house, mm. so that's not good. Um, nothing super complicated, just the ba- just the lamb, just the basics, very basic, but I nice. do a it's good nice. roast. I'm oh, a really I've mean I've never done a roast. roast, even though I think roast is probably number uh, one. Isn't it weird how I remember when I moved out of home, I couldn't fathom how to cook a roast. Like yeah. it took me a long time before, and I'd ask Mum for instructions. I'm at that but stage now. She couldn't really explain how to cook a roast. <laughs> it's just sort of something you have to pick up. My specialty is risotto. I'm a big, big risotto guy. Yeah, I like mm. making good risotto, and uh, not as hard as people think. That's my. Ah, wow. But that's pretty much. All, that's that's the only thing with any degree of difficulty that I can actually. All right, that, that's that's what that's going to be my new goal. I'm going to learn how to cook a risotto because I'm a late convert to the risotto, thanks to you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're quite. You've you've been quite a vocal fan of the risotto. I love it. And I've never been into it, but now I've, I'm into it. I'm yeah. right into it. Let's do a swap. Let's you can you. Uh, let's all swap. So Denise can teach us both how to do roasts. Yeah, yeah. I'll teach. I'm, so I don't. I'm, I'd teach Carl. Yeah. I presume you'd know how to yeah. do it. I don't want to offend you by saying that I'd be have anything to teach I'd, in the no, culinary I'd, department. I'd, risotto. Plenty of plenty of I need roasts to learn at twenty seven. Twenty six. Twenty six. I'm going to get that number right. <laughs> Is that how old you are? No, no. Uh, oh. The address of your house. Oh, you're younger than twenty. How old? I'm twenty four. Yeah, because I remember when I met you. Mm. Do you remember when you met me? Oh, this is sound. was it at was it at the local? Would it have been at the local? Oh, Uh-oh. he's forgotten. Oh no! When we met, he did that. With it was me at as our well. house, I reckon. Oh no, I would have met you at gigs before. Surely, no, really, you were in year twelve. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was doing gigs when I was in year twelve. Well, oh, of course you. Were. Yeah, I came around to your house too because you, you had your year twelve. Um, a me- was My it a media, media studies film, yeah. yeah, and your son did the music did for it. Did some music for it. Yep. And so we got to see it about yes. the tree cut in the shape of a penis. Yes, <laughs> yes. When I was in year 12, I my final and- uh, media studies project for the year, which pretty much all of my Mark 
for media studies was based on was a <laughs> there was a story in the paper about how some guys had made a cut a penis out of a tree stump in their front yard and the council had made them chop it yeah, down. Yeah. And I I went down and interviewed them and interviewed the council and, and the, the Woodward and, and Burns scene of odd spots in the paper. That's hey? but, got no idea tell what you're saying. Okay. When you came to my house that day, you didn't know who I was, did you? I knew who you were. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Did you because you because I kept because you'd interviewed people like Tripod and that because I saw yes. you, you know about oh, I see this, where this thing. Is going. Yeah, yeah. I see where this is oh, going. Oh yeah, you your whole hurt but hurt I, just but stabs I, you. It, yeah. it, it it gets you and and this is a great moment for a, for a dick cut and, out and, of a bit of wood. You should have interviewed Shirley the Bush poet. Exactly. God. Exactly. Full. And but I'm there saying. I have a whole routine about the bit of wood cut into a penis. To be fair, I don't That's... recall those words ever leaving your mouth. Ah, uh, to ah, uh, because you were. He was too, too young busy. to understand. To be fair, but I think I did... it was maybe destructive. But I mean, the first thing I remember happening in your house was I walked through the front door and your husband Uh-oh. came out oh, and no. I met him and wearing said, a Hi. dress or something. No, he said he said, "Oh, you're just a moment too late. I was just washing out the dog's asshole." <laughs> He did. He did. That is firmly, as firmly etched into your Gosh, memory. we're almost yelling at one another. <laughs> oh, we were both so scarred. And I, I thought, I think I like this family. <laughs> there we are going to get on. And then, be, and and that, because, that didn't even get in the book. What sort of a house is this? And there was no privacy either because you had to, because the, the, where the TV was was where the kitchen and everything. So we all got to see. Your, Joy, which the was, dog's arsehole. No, oh. Tommy's film oh, for media, right. which was great, by the way. It's on YouTube I if thought, any friends of the show want to have it. It was fantastic. Yeah. And if only I'd got to say a few of my gags on there, it just would have, it would have. Yeah. How about this? I mean, ha- how about this? For he could have ten- got into Monash instead of. <laughs> how about this? For the 10th anniversary, which is coming up in a couple of years, I'll do like a director's recut oh. and I'll, du- I'll, du- oh, yeah. I'll get you in there. I'll yeah, recut it yeah, and I'll put yeah. you in there. Um, that was actually when I was doing that because I did that at, uh, I moved high schools at the start of year 11. And right. so I was doing that in year 12. So like not heaps of people at the school knew me and I was editing it on the school wow. computers and people kind of knew that there was this weird new kid who was doing a film <laughs> about a giant wooden cock. So people would just get on the school computers and like watch bits of it at like when I wasn't in the room. And I became known to kids in the years below me as there is the cock guy. <laughs> I'd just be walking around and some like some kid in year nine is be here he is Coxie over there. I'm like, and oh, did you do well? Did I did, I got a good, good mark for it. I, I got a very bet good... you did. It was, it was in excellent. um it was in uh, oh, the but... top top films or like you yes, know like with top arts how they pick it. the top best arts, things in yeah. VC. Yeah. Yeah. I should do a recut. I should do a recut of Saving Wood is the name of the film and get Denise. And I'll get if I can remember. As well. Yeah, it was something about I. I used to, you know, like why do men choose to carve the shape of a penis? Why is and and then I just talked about well, it's easy. It's an easy, straightforward <laughs> yeah, shape. Yeah. And then I remember talking about um, uh, how it, that's why you get your birthday cakes. In the shape of a penis, you know, like pe- who does? <laughs> Any Vietnamese restaurant? Oh, t- they, no, uh, no, I'm not what? being racist. At um, Thai Taiwan down in, yeah. haven't you ever been there? And it's like lights go out, and somebody's having a birthday, and they bring out a giant phallus with no. sparklers no. coming out of it. No, why is no. Vietnamese? Why is Vietnamese restaurant the chosen venue for phallic cakes? I don't know, <laughs> but that's that's where they happen. They've and then I you, see. This is why you're not in the film. It's too many questions. Yes, yes, it's not straightforward <laughs> enough. And then, but I did pose. You couldn't make a, a, a this equivalent for a woman. Oh, right. You couldn't make a and and then I put. You can. I've looked much, it up. Uh, looked, I'm serious. I've looked it up. If you Google um, lady part cake, boy almighty, you a find butterfly some... cupcake. Oh, okay. comes close. Do you know the butterfly cupcakes? No, they were very trendy in the fifties. Right, it's a bit of jelly. Divided. I'm not sure if Daslow's parents would like to hear, have him hear about stuff like this. He's <laughs> not allowed. Butterfly cupcake. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, guys, I think that um, that brings us to the close of the program. It cannot be thus. 
It can. Time flies when you're talking about lady part cakes <laughs> and uh, Facebook and whatever else we went on about. Uh, Denise, what have you got coming up? you got anything you want to plug for the no, listeners? No, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Winners and, lose. nothing. Is, is, well, winners and, and lose. losers has finished shooting for now. Is it still on the and telly, though? It's still on the telly. It's got like another mm, 16 episodes or something oh, wow. to go. We did 22. It's, and and um, it's very good. I've, I've enjoyed it. I don't usually I, enjoy stuff like that, so um, I like it. I like it too, I have to say, and I don't usually like stuff I'm in. And, and, so, and I'm, I'm, I've said this to you and I'm sure other people have said it, but it's like an upmarket chances, if anyone remembers the show Chances, ooh, when they yeah. win the lottery at the start yes. of it. Yes. But yeah. then people start taking their tops off very willy-nilly yeah, after that. Yeah. But you guys haven't got to that stage yet. Well, I, you'll be surprised. Well, Francis Greenslade, who plays my husband, we get into some pretty raunchy sex stuff well, there was a bit the, further on in the series. I, I watched the first episode yeah. with my parents because I happened to be at their house when it was on. I was like, oh, Denise oh, is in this because my parents yeah. are big, big fans of yours. And uh, so we were all sitting around the table like, isn't this nice, getting to watch a bit of telly with your parents? And then they've done that classic trick of getting into a sex scene in the first minute and a half of the first episode. Yes, and it's very awkward, even watching it because, you know, my, um, well, Geordie's away overseas, but my daughter and her boyfriend have made a commitment that they'll watch Winners and Lose, because they don't, you know, they're not into comedy really and stuff, but they've they'll watch winners and losers with me. And it's the same thing. We're sitting there and then it's just like, oh, yeah. really? Because it's my daughter and her boyfriend yes, yes. sitting there and there's a lot of, you know, sex business going on. Yeah, Goodness it's an me. awkward thing watching it with your parents where, you, I mean, I'm thinking something that I never thought I would think and the thought going through my head is, I hope I don't get to see this hot girl without clothes on again. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that doesn't happen yeah. again. When if I was alone, it would be the opposite. Yeah. We tend to talk... I start talking, oh, I don't think this is something we should be watching. Oh, this is no, funny, watching this together. And then, my family then, go the, the complete other way. Oh, we just all, We all pretend that there's just static on the screen yeah. and that nothing's happening, that the signal's gone oh, out. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, which is worse, do you think, the chat or the, the ignoring? The second one, I think, because that's, that's all I've experienced, and it was horrible watching National Lampoon's Vacation when, <laughs> yeah. when all the all the strippers in Paris got their gear off and my mum saying, is this something we should be watching? <laughs> <laughs> if no one talks, I think the mutual feeling is everyone's just trying to pretend that they don't yeah. know what's going on. Yes, it yes. Going, very you, much. As a child, you're sitting there going, maybe if I look at the screen in a certain way, it'll look like I have no concept yeah. of what sex is, I so think I don't I, know. I started to try and look younger, so, yeah. I, so yeah, my yeah, parents yeah, are like, yeah. oh, he doesn't even understand what this is. But, but even, I mean, like, even your parents are looking at it going, if we look in this a certain way, maybe he'll think that sex was like invented sort of after, even though that makes no sense, like we've got, you know, like it was different back I was, in the day. I was saying to my mum, I don't even know what those body parts are. I thought that they were just cakes in some Vietnamese restaurant. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right, so uh, winners and losers on Channel 7. And yes. uh, Denise Scott, she's got heaps of VHS out there. Yeah, yeah, uh, with poetry. <laughs> you have a DVD, you've got a book. Uh, I do, do. You've got a house on the market soon that we'll buy on the show. That brings us to the end for another week. Thanks so much, Denise, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. An absolute treat. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Little Dum Dum Club. See you, mate. See you, mate. Hey, girlfriend. Understand